The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Adam Sproat Sr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California at Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, and also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Cali for over 90 years. In our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Mahon Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes, and should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. I always look forward to a spirited church service. 
attending services lifts my heart and spirit. I am able to literally feel the unity of worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. The transformation of peace can be seen in the faces of my brothers and sisters as burdens of the day softly disappears and floats towards heaven for the Lord to do his work. The heaviness, the fears of the world is replaced with the lightness and love of the Lord. The church choir directed by Amelia Hahn will open the program with the beautiful melody entitled, Let Your Light Shine. The choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Tiara Summers on the organ. Won't you sing along with the choir? The words are provided for your convenience. Beautiful number. Thank you, choir. The Lord is able to remove the encumbrances of the world and replaces the burdens by teaching and showing the spirit-led believer his plans. His teachings prepares the believer to fight for his holy name and to become a warrior for the work of the Lord. To fight for the Lord and the gospel work is to show unfailing courage and faith. The church band led by head pastor William M. Hahn, Jr. will perform the mighty number entitled Awake, put on thy strength. 
Seth McKenna Asano will sing for you and glorify our Heavenly Father to the wonderful song entitled, Jesus is Coming Soon. Never forget, saints and friends, our time on earth is limited, and how we serve the Lord will be remembered and rewarded by the Heavenly Savior. The choice is yours and yours alone. McKenna will be accompanied by Head Pastor William M. Hahn, Jr. on piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on bass, yours truly and Mason Asano Sr. on guitars, and Iris Locke on the drums. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Afraid of our mortal dear, now is at stake. Humbling your heart to God, save from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians awake. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the skies, going where no one dies, heaven bound. Love of so many cold, losing their home of gold. This is God's word is told, evils abound. When these signs come to pass, nearing the end at last, it will come very fast, trumpets will sound. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the skies, going where no one dies, heaven bound. Troubles will soon be o'er, happy forevermore, when we meet on that shore, free from all care. Rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye. Homewardly then we'll fly, glory to share. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the skies, going where no one dies, heaven bound. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the skies, going where no one dies, heaven bound, heaven bound, heaven bound. Before the battle is fought, we give praise to the Lord 
as we struggle through the tests and tribulations of the world, we must continue to praise His name. And when the victory is won, our praises and thanksgiving to our Heavenly Father will be so much sweeter. Yes, saints and dear television viewers, praise the Lord continuously and watch His mighty work prevail. Singing their second number for today will be the church choir, and they are excited to bring to you their rendition of the number entitled Praise Song. Sing a praise song. 
Carter will play for the Lord and for you on our banjo the wonderful melody entitled I'd Rather Have Jesus.
before we go to the reading of the word, the vocal group known as the Men Crusaders and directed by head pastor William M. Hahn Jr. will display their love for the Heavenly Father by singing the energetic number entitled, Keep on the Firing Line. Saints and friends, family and dear television viewers, if you want to live forever with our Heavenly Father, you need to keep on the pathway to Jesus and live the life He blessed you with. And most of all, keep on the firing line in Jesus' name. And today's number is dedicated to a faithful television viewer, Mrs. Puanani Aipa. May your day be filled with the blessings of our Savior, and we hope that you will have a joyous Sunday. If you're in a battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. If you win, my brother, surely you must fight. Keep on the firing line. There are many dangers that we all must face. If we die of fighting, it is no disgrace. A coward in the service, he will find no place. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, fight, be brave, be brave against all evil. Never run, nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. God will only use the soldiers he can trust. Keep on the firing line. If you wear a crown, then bear the cross you must. Keep on the firing line. Life is but to labor for the master dear. Help to banish ego and to spread good cheer. Great you'll be rewarded for your service here. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, fight, be brave, be brave against all evil. Never run, nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and the righteous, just keep on the firing line. When we get to heaven, brother, we'll be glad. Keep on the firing line. How we praise the Savior for the call we had. Keep on the firing line. When we see the souls that we have helped to win, leading them to Jesus from their paths of sin. With a shout of welcome, we will all march in. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, fight, be brave, be brave against all evil. Never run or even lag behind. If you would win for God and the righteous, keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, fight, be brave, be brave against all evil. Never run or even lag behind. If you would win for God and the righteous, just keep on the firing line. Just keep on the firing line. Just keep on the firing line. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, 
from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR-TV 34 in Eugene, Oregon from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KGJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, and also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGPY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Sproul Sr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Brother Melvin. The signs of the times are upon us because the hearts of men are turning towards ungodliness. Today, there is an unbelievable amount of turmoil all over the world brought on by man's hate, greed, and desire for supreme power. Therefore, it is more important that, than ever to seek and find Jesus. I pray that my sermon entitled Jesus Christ's Apostles After His Ascension will give you the opportunity to consider what Jesus has to offer you, if you will, but hear His voice. I caution you, don't reject the Word of God, and above all, don't reject the Lord. Hopefully, in due time, others will be able to see Jesus in you, rather than merely you in you. Always bear in mind, many are called, but few are chosen. If you want to spend eternity in paradise with the Lord, then you want to be among the chosen. Let us begin with the sermon. The many problems encountered today often causes some to put their personal concerns ahead of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that process, they may even tend to put the Lord Jesus Christ second, third, or even lower on their list of priorities. Let us be upfront in saying that we must always put the Lord Jesus Christ first in our daily lives. And through our participation in today's sermon, 
We will be taught why and how to correctly accomplish this very important decision in our daily walk with Him. Recent archaeological findings have uncovered more facts about the apostles of Jesus Christ and the lives they lived in serving Him. However, God's Word, the Bible, is the only true source to validate true spiritual faithfulness, and we should not rely on our own human wisdom to assess the known historical information about them. The Lord Jesus Christ approached Peter and his brother Andrew fishing with their nets in Galilee and called them in Matthew 4, 19 through 20. And he saith unto them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Today the Lord Jesus Christ is likewise calling every man, woman, and child to also come and follow him. And Peter, being an impulsive individual, asked Jesus Christ this compelling question in Matthew 14, 28 to 31. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus Christ stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore dost thou doubt? Another example of Peter's impulsive personality is displayed. Matthew 26, 69 to 72, it reads, Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied them before, denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were with there, that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. Matthew 26, 74 to 75 completes his example of Peter. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Peter repented and had to learn a hard lesson from his misdeed of denying the Lord Jesus Christ. Soon after the ascension of Jesus Christ, Peter then left Jerusalem in A.D. 43 to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God in Babylon. Six years later, he returned to Jerusalem and then left again, this time for Britain and France, journeying back and forth between Britain and Jerusalem several times. With Mark, the gospel writer accompanying him, Peter next headed for Rome, where in A.D. 67, Nero had him incarcerated in a dungeon. For nine months he was chained in a standing position to prevent him from reclining upon the ground. He was then 64 years old at that time. Finally, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to Peter as denoted in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Peter was then taken to Mount uh, Vatican Mount and crucified with his head downwards because he declared himself unworthy to die in the same manner as the Lord Jesus Christ. Although Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ thrice, he remained faithful to the very end as noted in Luke 22, 31 to 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. 
The Lord Jesus Christ knew that Peter would be buffeted by Satan and he would become weak and cowardly. However, his prayer for Peter would be answered and Peter thereafter remained a faithful apostle and child of God to the very end. The first disciple, Andrew, brought his brother Simon Peter to Jesus as documented in John 1, 41 and 42. He first finded his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The exact year Andrew left Jerusalem following the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ is not known. But tradition says he went to Scythia in southern Russia and Byzantium in Turkey, then traveled to Thrace and Macedonia down to Petros in Greece where Andrew preached the gospel of the kingdom of God for the last time. Maximilla, wife of the governor of Petros, was converted to Christianity and because of this, her husband directed his anger at Andrew. In AD 69, Andrew was scourged, tied to a cross and left to die. The cross upon which Andrew was crucified differed from that of Jesus Christ. Andrew's cross was an X, the same form that appeared on the breastplates of the Knights of Philip of Burgundy. This cross is known as St. Andrew's Cross. And after calling Peter and Andrew, Jesus Christ met two brothers, James and John, also by the Sea of Galilee, who together with their father were mending their fishing nets. James was one of the three forming the innermost circle among the apostles of Jesus Christ, with the other two being Peter and John. After the ascension of Jesus Christ, James preached the gospel in Judea, then journeyed to Spain where he converted Jewish slaves to Christianity. Shortly after his return to Jerusalem, the gospel of the kingdom of God was preached by Jesus Christ on the shores of Galilee, and it began to spread rapidly. Mark 1, 14 to 15 relates now after that John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. And the gospel is the good news that Jesus saved, Jesus healed, Jesus baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. And the term repentance is defined as godly sorrow for sin. Herod Agrippa accused James as being the leader of those who were spreading sedition. Thus, in AD 44, about the time of the Feast of Easter, and upon Herod's order, James was beheaded for rebuking King Herod, as he said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have Philip's wife. James stood up for truth and righteousness, and we too must be like James and be willing to stand up for truth and righteousness. His fellow apostles buried his body in Jerusalem. Years later, while escaping from the invading Persians, the apostles took the body of James to Spain, but kept his head hidden in Jerusalem. To this day, Brother James's fragmented bones remain both in Spain and Jerusalem. In the span of 14 years, which extended from the eventful crucifixion of Jesus Christ until James met his death. He did much to preach and spread the gospel of the kingdom of God. He holds the distinction of being the first apostle to become a martyr, as we read in Acts 12, 1 and 2. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. If James, the son of Zebedee, was the first apostle to die after Jesus' ascension, John, his brother, on the other hand, was the last to die. While the other apostles met violent deaths, John died peacefully in Ephesus of Turkey in the year AD 100. 
John had been one of the first visitors at Jesus' tomb. Upon seeing the vacant grave and empty shroud, John manifested the greatest act of faith because the Bible says he saw and believed. Following the ascension of Jesus Christ, John left Jerusalem, carried his mission to Ephesus, keeping the promise he made to Jesus Christ at the foot of the cross. John, like a son, continued to care for Jesus' mother Mary until her death in Ephesus where she was buried. John 19, 26 to 27 adds this detail. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her into his own home. During the reign of Emperor Dominician, John was exiled to Patmos, a penal colony off the coast of Turkey, where he wrote the book of Revelation. John was released after Emperor Dominician's death upon the grave. Today there now stands the Basilica of St. John in Ephesus. However, the grave does not contain his bones. While John the Beloved was in Rome, his life was in constant jeopardy. Tradition says that on one occasion an attempt was made to poison him, but when he took the cup, the poisonous substance changed into a serpent. Thus today the religious symbol of John is a cup with a serpent. He was called John the Beloved because it was he whom Jesus Christ loved most. Another call by Jesus Christ was one named Philip. Jesus Christ knew that this young Jew with some Greek background could disseminate his teachings not only to the Jews, but to the Greeks in Judea as well. Thus, after the assumption of Jesus Christ, Philip went to Scythia in southern Russia and there preached the gospel of the kingdom of God for approximately 20 years. From Scythia, he moved on to Galatia in Turkey. Since the Gauls of France first emigrated from Galatia, Philip proceeded also to France, and he became the only apostle officially associated with that country. The resurrected Lord Jesus Christ commissioned his apostles to evangelize the world. I was reread in Mark 16, 15, and 16, and he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Philip's visit to France was brief. However, from there he returned to Turkey, where he preached among the heathens who worshiped the god Mars. Because of jealousy, the local priest seized Philip and crucified him. He was bound to a cross, stoned to death, and was 87 when he died. Therefore, we see that the apostles had to experience and endure trials of cruel mocking, scourging, and imprisonment. Hebrews 11, 37 to 38 offers this testimony. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens of caves of the earth. And this way of faith, once delivered to the saints, was preached by the apostles, even though they were forbidden to preach and to teach in the name of Jesus Christ. However, they not only preached, but exalted the name of Jesus Christ to the highest, in spite of the fact that they were under constant threat of punishment, execution, and death. And their explanation to the leaders and high priests is recorded in Acts 5, 29 to 32. It says, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things, and so also the Holy Ghost 
whom God hath given to them that obey him. The Apostle Paul responded to the Philippian jailer's question in Acts 16, 30 to 34, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same, the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Jesus Christ likewise commanded Nicodemus and all mankind in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ also concluded in John 3, 6 and 7. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Being born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. As declared in Acts 2.38, it reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we are born again of water, our sins are remitted by the blood of Jesus Christ that is shed for every man, woman, and child upon the cross of Calvary. And when we are born of the Spirit, we receive God's gift of the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues just as the 120 disciples did on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls accepted Jesus Christ and were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 therefore confirms the saving power vested in the name of Jesus. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The only correct formula for water baptism is in the name of Jesus Christ. As stated in Philippians 2, 9 through 11, it says, Wherefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Colossians 3, 17, Also as in whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And that is the self-same gospel of the God, kingdom of God that was preached by Jesus Christ and his apostles. In his gospel, John narrated that Philip brought a certain Nathanael to Jesus. Many believe that. This Nathanael was none other than Bartholomew. Following the ascension of Jesus Christ, Bartholomew left for Persia and Ethiopia, where he preached the gospel, carrying a copy of the gospel of Matthew wherever he went. Sometime later, he accompanied Philip to Turkey, and they both continued their missionary work in Heropolis. From there, he journeyed to Armenia, a country which since then has been assimilated into what is now Iran, Turkey, and Russia. It was there that he preached for 16 years. In Albonus, now Durban in Russia, Bartholomew gained many converts. He healed the king's daughter in the name of Jesus Christ and convinced the father and daughter that their idols were powerless. Consequently, the king was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. However, the priests and the king's brothers remained hostile. Thus, in AD 68, they skinned Bartholomew alive and beheaded him. Today, the knife is often associated with a picture of Bartholomew as an emblem to symbolize the martyrdom he suffered by being fl flayed alive with a knife before his decapitation.
Thomas, not present when Jesus Christ first appeared to the disciples, said he'd only believe if he could see the imprint of the nails in Jesus Christ's hands. John 20, 25 denotes the other disciples, therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, and he said unto them, Except I see, shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my fingers into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. John 20, 26 to 29 further denotes. And after eight days again, his disciples were within. And Thomas with them, then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. Therefore, to this day, he is referred to as Doubting Thomas. On his journey, Thomas met and baptized the wise men in Persia. Arriving in India in AD 49, Thomas began to build churches. The native priests feared that in due time their religion would be supplanted, and so they decided to stop him. Those who were born again began a custom of praying on Mount Mylor. The priests followed Thomas there, sprayed him with thoughts, and pierced him with a lance, thus ending his life. Though skeptical and pessimistic at first, Thomas eventually became a vigorous missionary and a great builder of churches. Therefore, it is commonly noted that Thomas doubted so that we might have no doubts. Matthew, the son of Alphaeus, was the brother of James, who was a nationalistic zealot, although their father was a godly man. Matthew, not only far from being godly, but he was a tax collector, serving the hated Romans in the house of Herod and Tippus. Later, he reconciled with James and therefore, and thereafter followed the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 2, 14 adds this explanation. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting in the receipt of customs, and said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. After his conversion, Matthew invited Jesus Christ to feast at his home. And Jesus Christ was then criticized for eating with sinners. Mark 2:17 details this, and when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Reports about Matthew's death are contradictory. However, it is probable that he was martyred in Egypt and buried there. Matthew was a gifted writer and the most educated of the twelve. By his transformation from that of a sinful collector of taxes to a saintly collector of souls, Matthew proved that anyone, despite his or her past, is able to change their ways for the better by following Jesus Christ. James, the son of Alphaeus, was one of the three prominent figures who carried the name James in the early church history. The two others were James, the son of Zebedee, and James, the brother of Jesus Christ, who was not an apostle. After the ascension, James, having spurned bloodshed and involvement with zealots, began to seek peace through piety. The scribes and Pharisees, fearful of the Christian leaders, tricked James into going atop the temple where they claimed he would allegedly be able to explain Jesus' teachings to the people. But when he reached the top, they pushed him off. Landing upon the ground, James, although already quite old, managed to get on his knees, and while praying for his enemies, was mocked and stoned by the multitudes till he was dead and his skull smashed. 
He was buried in Jerusalem, later taken to Rome and interred in the church there. Jude Thaddeus received this call at the Sea of Tiberias. He was the disciple who asked the last question before Jesus began his prayer in Gethsemane. The question he posed was, how is it that you will receive yourself to us and not to the world? He remained in Armenia until his death. In AD 50, Jude was felled by arrows in Mount Ararat. Because of his evangelism, Armenia became the first Christian nation of the world in AD 301, when Christianity was proclaimed the country's national religion. Like James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, a zealot, abandoned the fanaticism of his band and joined the idealism of Jesus Christ instead. While with Jesus in his hometown of Cana in Galilee, he witnessed Jesus Christ who turned the water into wine. Simon and Thaddeus were both martyred. Thaddeus is says to have been killed with arrows, and Simon, whose body was severed in two, were buried together. The last disciple was Judas. He was not a Galilean, but a Judean, and Jesus Christ knew all along of his evil character. Erroneously motivated, Judas finally earned his 30 pieces of silver through a kiss of betrayal. Acts 1.18 now says, Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. Today we are the present-day disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we must be ready to respond when Jesus Christ calls us up, saying, Come up hither! Come up hither! Come up hither! If you would like to know more about our God's Word and the church and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin H. Broad Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to all of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band will conclude today's program with their very powerful rendition entitled, The Kingdom is Coming.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.